This podcast is for those of you who want to start or grow your business. You inhale everything you can about improving your mindset and may even have the action plan, but what's getting in your way every time? It's those damn human emotions. I'm Jessica Lee McKinley, life coach for millennial entrepreneurs and your host of the What's Happening Podcast. Hello, beautiful hapsters. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. I got divorced today. Um, yeah, no, it really was amazing. It was a beautiful opportunity for my ex-husband and I to kind of reflect on um, what we've created in our son and just the completion of that relationship and how much we love that the other person has found um, someone that really seems to suit them you know I I love his girlfriend he's very happy for me and my boyfriend and and we're just really proud of how we handled the whole process and as I was talking about accessing my highest self one of those selves that I wanted to talk about right off the bat was something that I don't talk about too much on the podcast and I get a lot of requests too but it's just not really business related which is how I managed to have such an amazing co-parenting relationship. And uh, so today we're going to be talking about how to be an amazing co-parent slash ex-wife or ex-husband. And just a disclaimer, even if you're not divorced, these principles can help you, okay? You can apply most of these hacks to any relationship, especially ones where you both share a mutual goal, a mutual benefit, a responsibility, like a sibling, a coworker, a spouse, or a friend. So don't skip this episode, but especially listen up if you are divorced with children and desire to improve that relationship, or at least get it back to neutral so that you can be amazing co-parents, okay? And I know what some of you might be thinking, which is, <laughs> my ex needs to listen to this, not me. First of all, I agree. Everyone needs to listen to this. So you can go if you want to share this. I don't really recommend sharing this blindly with your ex. Might not be well received. <laughs> but, um, you know, if you have a close relationship all, already, you can send that. Otherwise, if you have a friend that's going through a divorce or someone that you know that really um, would love to improve their relationship, uh, their co-parenting relationship, or just their relationship with an ex, this is a um, great opportunity. So, okay. Um, yeah, like I said, though, let's not spend too much time worrying about what anyone else needs, especially your ex. That is not why you are here. The best news is about this podcast is your ex doesn't actually have to do anything differently for you to have this amazing relationship. This isn't one of those it takes two to tango type of deals it's good news because even though it might not feel like it, it might feel like you're the one that has to make all the effort and make all the changes that's true but you don't have to control anyone else to get the relationship that you want to get a relationship that you actually really love to get a relationship that allows you to really be the highest version of yourself so that you can create the highest results in your life possible and of course, 
double disclaimer, this episode is in no way in judgment of parents who parent solo for the safety of their kids or out of necessity because of an absent parent or in honor of their own healthy boundaries. Much love to your you rock stars. Um, all about that. This is really specifically for people who don't have the greatest relationship or, or struggle to communicate and really would like to um, be an amazing co-parent. Um, this is something, even if you don't have a great relationship or if you don't even speak right now, you could apply this and get it to amazing. Okay. And they don't even have to do a thing. Step one, decide you have an amazing relationship. <laughs> so this sounds weird, especially for those of you who are like, mm, but it's not right. And you want to tell me that that is a fact. Well, the truth is when a client comes to me and they say like, oh my gosh, I have such an amazing relationship or like I have a terrible relationship with my mom or whoever, right? With my mom, with my spouse, with my ex, with whoever, that would not be a fact. I would, as part of my job as a coach, it's to separate out what my clients tell me, the facts from their story. How do we know that would be a thought is because it is negative <laughs> and it's not neutral, right? Having an amazing relationship makes it positive. Having terrible relationship makes it negative, which means whenever there's any adjectives in there, it's a thought. It is subjective. It cannot be proven in the court of law, right? So if you want to have an amazing relationship, you first just need to decide that. I know that for me, my relationship with my ex-husband is amazing. Now, would he use that word to describe it? I don't know. I can't be sure. I would hope he would use a positive word to describe it. I think he would, but he might just use a neutral word. And for you guys, what I want to offer you is that in order for you to have an amazing co-parenting relationship, your ex doesn't have to feel and think that same way. Leave their thoughts to them and only focus on what you want to create. And in order to create something in your results, you need to first believe that it is possible and that it is, right? Once you really believe that it is, so it shall be. Perception is reality, right? Okay, so decide you have an amazing relationship. I decided that right from the beginning, even when things were a lot of things were uncertain when there was still a lot of negotiating to do and there was still a lot to figure out and when emotions were raw and we were still fresh, I just decided that we were going to have an amazing co-parenting relationship and that was that for me, right? Now, after that, step two is to start visualizing your future and how you'd like it to be. So for me, I had some very clear visions in my mind about what I wanted for that co-parenting relationship. I wanted there to be intimacy for my son with both of his parents, and I didn't want him to feel like he had to turn that down or off in any way towards one of us when he was with the other person. So I certainly, you know, my son's in preschool now, he's four, and he just talks all day long. <laughs> just can't shut the kid up. And he's like talking about me, talking about Dada. You know, now he will even talk about um, his dad's girlfriend, and he'll talk about, I'm sure at his dad's house, he'll talk about um, me and my boyfriend as well. 
And it was very important to me that I wanted to make my home a safe space for that to happen. So I visualized this future where Calvin could be talking about me and talking about um, his dad and any capacity that he wanted. I really wanted that for him. Um, And so my job there was to create that safe space. Also in visualizing the future and how I liked it to be, I wanted both of our significant others to be able to be at big events like Calvin's birthday or I even have envisioned um, camping as a a trip that I go every year with. I've been every year since I was two with the exception of this past year with COVID and um, one year that I was living in Spain and that was it I think and so I want that tradition to continue for Calvin and I actually thought how fun would it be for Calvin if as we continue to go like I was able to invite his dad and his girlfriend to come with us now we haven't done it yet but that's a vision that I kind of had pretty early on once he started dating her I was like I would love to be at this place where we can all just be around Calvin it would be totally normal And I think one of the reasons I even had the audacity to have that vision was because I had that, like my grandparents are all divorced and remarried. And I didn't even think that that was weird or that that was much to celebrate until I got older and realized that other people weren't doing that, but they were always all at everything. Um, and you know, the, their divorces were not simple. They were very complicated and they always made sure that family came first. And so I wanted that. I wanted there to be love and sharing, and I didn't want Calvin to have to feel bad for having a loving relationship with his dad's girlfriend and same thing with, um, with my boyfriend, Mark, so that I wanted him to be able to feel like he could love him and he wasn't going to hurt his dad's feelings right now it doesn't mean that sometimes we don't have our own thoughts and feelings that are messy but I just visualized and I practiced visualizing this space where we could like really all just be in love (laughs) and in love I don't mean like in love with each other in a four-way relationship I just mean like in a loving space right and like Super Bowl parties or we can go to brunch all together or something like that. Like that's what I was visualizing from the get-go. So start to visualize that, how you'd like it to be. Would you like to be able to go on vacations together so that uh, like we're planning and we talked about wanting to go to Disney World because neither one of us want to miss that first experience for Calvin going to Disney World. And so we are going to go together. We haven't really figured out exactly how or when that's going to happen, but it's been something we visualized for so long that now it seems only logical that all of us will go okay third is to be the example you want for your child and this is easier said than done I know because when you're thinking and when you're too busy thinking about what your ex should do or feel or think about you or or about your kid you are going to likely feel some negative emotions because when people don't act the way we want, we might feel frustrated, we might feel disrespected or slighted, and it's just not a good space to be. So I try and stay in my own model and decide how I want to show up for Calvin. And for that means that even if I'm feeling frustrated, the emotion that I try and channel, the, the characteristics that I try and portray our generosity, to be generous. I want to be kind. I want to be honest. I want to be patient and open. 
So just to touch on a couple of those, I, as far as generosity goes, like I want Calvin to see that, um, I'm still someone who will, we, we shop together, Calvin and I, for his dad for Father's Day and get a card. And, you know, when his dad, um, graduated, uh, we celebrated his dad graduating in our house. You know, we, I celebrated on social media, which obviously he didn't see yet. He's only four, but eventually he'll kind of see that that was always something that was a priority, right? Um, you know, my family, I gave my family permission to still just love my ex-husband for Calvin, you know, so he could see it. So I was generous with love, generous with, um, with time. So if Dustin wants to spend time with Calvin more time than is necessary, I want to be able to do that for him. And also it's so nice to be able to accommodate things that he needs. He wants to go on a trip with his girlfriend. And I was like, you know what? Like, of course, because I would love to do those same things with my boyfriend and being generous, I think, and giving isn't to get back, but certainly it makes it easier for people to feel like they are, it's, it's, uh, you're a generous person. Like I know when people are generous with me, it's just so much easier for me to want to give back because I, I feel like just the love, there's just so much love there and generosity. Um, honesty. So this is a tricky one with your kids and especially depending on the age that they're at. But, um, for me, it's also important that I'm really honest with my ex. So, um, that we talk a lot about if something rubs us the wrong way, we talk about it. (laughs) Like we just put it out there. Um, and we talk about, um, you know, I'm honest with my son to the degree that it is necessary and appropriate for his age. So one of the most important, um, like things that I mean when I say honesty is allowing for the 50, 50 of pain. So in the beginning it was painful and the, the divorce was, you know, it's not something that you plan for. It's not super fun. Um, and we, I needed to be honest with my son that I was in pain. When you try and hold all of that in from your kids, they can tell, they can sense it energetically and they start to feel like dishonesty is like a normal thing that we do to try and protect each other. And he'll start to do, your kids will start to do the same thing for you. They'll start to try and protect you from pain because you're giving them that example. And you really don't want to put that burden on your kids the best thing you can do for your kids is to be fully leaned into the 50-50 of the human experience. So there were times in the beginning where I was crying and I had to be coached on this quite a bit, but my um, one of my coaches, I was like, I, I just feel so guilty. I don't want to fall apart in front of my son. And she was like, why? I'm just out of curiosity. And I didn't really have a good answer because <laughs> like everything I wanted to say was just about kind of like hiding pain from him or making pain or sadness a problem and really it's not a problem so I just what you know one time he did say to me like oh are you are you crying mommy why are you crying and I just said you know I'm feeling sad you know how sometimes when you feel sad you cry and he said oh yeah and I said yeah it's no big deal I'm just feeling a little sad right now he's like oh okay And I just think it was such a beautiful opportunity because I I can remember some of the times that I've ever seen my parents cry and it's very few and far between. But I think that each time 
I did, it reminded me that my parents are human. And I want Calvin to know that too, that being a human being doesn't mean being strong all of the time. It means being in the 50-50. It means sometimes you're going to feel terrible and miserable and sometimes you're going to feel amazing. And all of that is totally okay. So that allowed me to be a better parent, certainly, but also a better um, co-parent and ex-wife because I really leaned into when I was feeling pain and I allowed myself to grief um, the relationship so that I could move forward. And um, even my, you know, my thoughts and feelings about, you know, the first time when, when he found out about my boyfriend and we had that conversation and, and vice versa, when he started dating his girlfriend and just, you know, it's, it, there's some some unusual uncomfortable emotions there sometimes too and to to lean into that and to process those is part of being able to move forward into this um new amazing future relationship that you want to have okay be inclusive this is a big one and if i can you can take away one thing this is something that i think we both of us me and um, my ex do really well which is to share with each other um as much of our kids as possible so we share photos this morning I think I sent like four different photos over the last 48 hours to his dad that just pop up on my iPhone has like a featured photos of the day and every once in a while there's like a baby picture of Calvin or a picture of my ex and Calvin from when he was little and I'll send all of them to him because I know that mm, typically guys aren't as good at taking photos or at least it was that way in my um in my relationship so when we split he didn't have as many photos of Calvin as as I did and so I just am constantly sharing those photos we also share moments so when Calvin has a major milestone like he just recently learned how to put on his shoes by himself and it's kind of a moment so I just share that with him we give updates so kind of what's going on recently we just had like this whole text thread update of just like highlights of what's been happening with Calvin he's hit a new milestone with his Spanish he's um, you know, he's gotten really polite and he's starting to say, I love you to us unprompted. And it's just so sweet. I could cry just thinking about it. And I sharing those updates really brings us closer because there's, there's just something special about the relationship where we both are the most important people and also share a love for the most important person in our lives and so sharing those updates and moments and photos and memories too so if I'm thinking about something that came up or it's like an anniversary of something that happened for Calvin I'll I'll share that or I send a text and being inclusive is is very important and also in, in uh, as far as inclusivity goes I like to invite for him for a special occasion so of course we do Calvin's birthday together um we do big holidays um we sometimes will do together we haven't really we do split holidays just for travel purposes with our families um but we will celebrate big moments for either parent so I mentioned um when Dustin graduated so I am you know gonna go to his graduation excuse me and I think that those types of moments are very important for Calvin and it just shows him that supporting each other and that loving relationship is is the priority right we um do celebration dinners so after Calvin has like a school show or something maybe we've gone to um dinners together we did a Daniel Tiger on like off Broadway together (laughs) 
<laughs> that was a crazy, crazy show because it's all like two-year-olds in the audience crying. Oh my goodness. But still fun and, and special for Calvin. And we went to dinner afterwards with that. And then, uh, and yeah, so, so inviting for special occasions and as, um, you know, significant others come in, I think that it's great to include them as well. Um, so, so, um, showing compassion. So sometimes your ex is not going to act the way that you want with your kid or with you. And that's just kind of part of the deal in any relationship, right? I don't know why we make it so extra big of a deal. Like I remember saying this one time to my coach, like, oh my gosh, it's just so hard. We, we had a disagreement on, um, on the way to handle Calvin biting because he was biting me at one point point right when we first split and we just completely disagreed on how to handle it and I was like making it mean something that we were split and disagreeing and she was like but wouldn't you still have the same fundamental disagreement even if you were married and I was like oh yeah so allowing for compassion it's not compassion isn't something that's exclusive to a relationship like that's you know by choice right you you can have compassion for a relationship that is like with your boss or with um an employee or with your ex certainly so when they don't show up as your best this is one of the hardest ones to practice but also the most rewarding showing compassion and allowing him room to make mistakes is so key to creating that real unconditional love and also that space for for moving forward and not creating a huge issue or the degradation of trust where there doesn't have to be right and also the more likely they will be able to show compassion for you right okay forgiving easily so that's kind of in the same category but um i I just think that this relationship is something that is going to be lifelong. It's a partnership co-parenting and it's lifelong. So if you're trying to hold a grudge, especially with someone who you, you know, don't see or communicate with by, um, that often or, or by choice that much, I know for me and Dustin, Calvin's always there when we see each other. And so we're not going to really necessarily have those conversations there. It's important to just, um, on your end, forgive easily so that you can move forward and I think this goes for every relationship but certainly for some reason people with their exes they don't want to do this um and for me it's worked out great it's been a beautiful experience to forgive easily um also creating boundaries so I don't want to forget this or completely um you know gloss over it it's important for you to have the boundaries that are important to you so Dustin has set a boundary that he doesn't want me um posting about um you know, tagging him in social media, unless it's specifically to do with Calvin or unless he's gotten my permission, which totally makes sense. I, um, have a lot of my business and a lot of my personal life on social media, just the nature of what I do and how I, I share and part of my brand. Um, and he has certain very specific boundaries for how he wants to be involved in that. Um, and you know, what could be shared on this podcast, for example, um, and I think that that is great. And I'm so glad that he shared that with me. And the same thing with 
in the very beginning when he did start dating his girlfriend I had been dating my boyfriend for a lot longer um and so I didn't want it to be like a one-to-one I had a lot of very clear boundaries that I had between um Calvin and my boyfriend for the first year that we were together um and so I wanted to make sure that he did the same thing and so I communicated that with him um again certain things like are none of my business but when it comes to your kid just communications the better so that goes into the next one which is to be open honest and communicate often so we text pretty much every day most of it's just basic stuff about logistics of um calvin school or or things that are going on with him since now that he's young and he's four there's just so much that's changing about him on a regular basis and so we need to communicate often about it um and also being a united front so if your kids are older you probably already experienced this when you co-parent with someone there's all these loopholes that your kids have to manipulate you um to kind of tell one person that they're at the other person's house or vice versa and if you're not communicating if you aren't on the same page and you're undermining each other's authority even if it's in separate households that's going to create some issues and some discipline issues for you even if it's the other person um that's doing it right you want to make sure that you um you're in united front and the way that you can do that without trying to control the other person is really to just be very clear about how you're showing up and also to always have the your um partner and co-parenting's back when in your household so if they set a rule um you know you might have a different rule in your household but you can still respect and say like oh well that's fine if you don't do that at dada's house but we don't do that here but at dada's house you need to listen to him right and just having that partner's back um so uh dustin and i you know we we have the same policies as far as discipline um now especially we think it's just important for him for consistency and same bedtime routines for the most part um to keep that uh consistent for him and then encouraging closeness like I said, with the parent and child, right? So with, with Dustin and um, Calvin, I encourage that and I facilitate a state safe space for him to talk about Dustin. I want him to do that. I, I, I will, if he's doing a, um, a drawing or he just completed a really big puzzle the other day by himself, I'm like, want to show dad? We'll FaceTime him or we'll take a picture and we'll send it to him. And he loves that. He loves to be able to share with us from the other place. And I always want that to him to not feel like he has to turn down any part of his loving self for our, for the sake of our emotions. So even if I do have any emotions about it, which I don't anymore, but in the beginning, maybe I I was a little sensitive to certain things. My priority was still that Calvin could be his most loving self because our split had nothing to do with him. And if you really say that and you really mean it, that is the way to honor that and show up with that. And then the final hack is to love your ex partner, no matter what unconditional love is not for them it's for you you are the one that gets to feel the unconditional love in your body and I always tell Dustin it's something I've told him from the very beginning when we did used to have more disagreements than we do now which is like I love you no matter what 
and there's nothing you can do about it. You can, you know, disagree with me and you could disagree with my parenting and you could, you could even call me names if you wanted and it wouldn't change that. I get to decide to love you no matter what you do or say or how we disagree. And that is the most powerful feeling I've ever felt in my entire life. And I encourage all of you guys to try that on for size because when you can show your kid what unconditional love really looks like, one of the best spaces to do it is with someone who you clearly, you know, the relationship has some difficulties already in there or some flaws. And despite all of that, if you can love that person and show show up and show it in your actions, you guys, that is one of the most beautiful gifts you could give to your kid on the planet. So I hope that this was useful and it was an insight into how I have created an amazing co-parenting relationship with Dustin. I'm not sure if he's ever going to listen to this or if he's listening to this, but the truth is, is that, um, it's your responsibility. If you're listening to this and you're thinking about how you can take this and like give it to your ex and you can both work on it, it's just not necessary. I would not encourage you to try and, and of course, I mean, you could be like, oh, I listened to this. It was so amazing. And I'm going to start practicing this. And then if they're curious, you can pass it along. That's fine. And I, I would love that. But at the same time, like this is solo work. And all of the work that I've done has made our relationship amazing. And Dustin has done his own work, I'm sure, but I've never shared any of these principles that I'm sharing on the podcast with him explicitly or specifically or told him in any way how he should act um, or be. And I am super um, lucky and grateful to have a co-parent who shows up in a lot of the ways that I would like but even when he doesn't it doesn't matter because again my opinions of how he should think or feel or act are really none of his business and it's just like it's a waste of my time to even spend time there right because um at the end of the day I don't like being told what to do so I'm sure that that wouldn't work and and he wouldn't like it either the best way to have that beautiful relationship that amazing relationship and accessing your highest self as an amazing ex-wife or ex or co-parent is to do this work on your own and focus on how you think feel and do all right you guys have a beautiful weekend share this with anyone you think would be relevant and i would love your feedback go to the podcast Um, leave a comment, leave a review, uh, share and connect on this episode with me over on Instagram at what's happening WJS. And also stay tuned. I'm going to be guest featured on an episode of the life coach school podcast. You can check out with Brooke Castillo. I was just, um, interviewed over there. One of the highlights of my life, certainly. Um, and, uh, that episode is going to be called how to do well. And I'm not sure exactly when it's launching yet, but If you are listening to this within the month of March, maybe March 2021, yeah, maybe it should be over there. All right, you guys, have a beautiful weekend.